0: Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with your hosts, Jake and Randy. Discussing all things freestyle frisbee and whatever else that comes up. All right.
1: All right. Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. Hey, Jake. How's it going, man? Great. How about you, Randy? Doing awesome. Sitting here in Seattle, and uh, we got a, a special guest today, another Seattleite known as Ryan Young, one of our favorite people on the planet. Hey, Ryan, how you doing, man?
2: I'm good. How about you? I'm
1: doing good. Uh, welcome to the podcast. So we're going to just shoot the frisbees with you. And... Um, one of, the, one of the subjects that we wanted to talk about today with Frisbeer Cup coming up, and uh, that's in the Czech Republic, is how travel has really changed and um, enhanced all of our lives. Uh, I know that I would never have traveled to many places um, if it wasn't for Frisbee. I got to go to South America, I've been all over Europe, uh, of course, all over the U.S. So um, would love to hear... Uh, your your story about going to, to Frisbeer and uh, how travel has changed your life.
2: Uh, well, it's changed it quite a bit. I was actually uh, thinking about this before or earlier, and I was like, I don't think I would even own a passport right now if I didn't play Frisbee. So, yeah, Frisbeer is coming up. That was my first international tournament way back in 2010. And... I had been playing for about two years, I would say, around the time. And, of course, like, Randy was like, you need to branch out and go to an international tournament. And this Frisbee one is cool. It's indoors. It's in the wintertime. And I was like, yeah, I think I can do that. And so, like, went and got my passport. And I was, like, all excited. I think I was 23, so I'm, like, still wide-eyed. Hadn't met most of the jammers there. And I'm just like... All I hear is stories at this point. I remember being really excited going over there. Like just riding on the airplane, like coming into Amsterdam. I would look out the window and like I had to have the window seat so I could see outside first. And I'd be like, there's cars driving along the freeway. I'm like, those are European cars. It's like, this is amazing.
1: (laughs) That is so great.
2: Anyway, we be like, get through the airport. Travel's, like, super easy. I was with the Beast, so he's kind of just, like, the seasoned veteran. I just follow and do whatever he does. So I got me to Prague. Get okay, so up. wait a sec, wait,
1: wait a sec, wait, wait, wait a sec. So you, you were traveling with the Beast as your first uh, travel partner?
2: Yeah, that was, he was my mentor back then. Oh, that's great. All right, sorry. I just
1: had to, I had to emphasize that, that that was taking place. <laughs>
2: Yep. So we got picked up by the locals, uh, Dexter, and he put us in this uh, apartment of his friends that we were. The two of us were just staying there together, and we had to like share a key. That was our setup, and it was walking distance to the the gym, which was awesome. Anyway, so that's like the exposition. So I think the story that Randy is alluding to is the party that takes place between saturday and sunday night so at frisbeer the main party is between semis and finals day and it's at the cross club and well frisbeer is just all one big party but this is like the the real party so it's my first tournament uh on semis i think i went dropless in co-op and pairs that that round we both got cut or we got cut but i was like man this disc is like the best disc in the world it was like an orange default print sky styler and i was like i'm gonna keep this forever because i went dropless
1: oh that's who were your partners who are your
2: partners there I was. oh yeah so this is important i was playing in pairs with jan sorensen from oh right Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: that is important
2: yep Let's see in co-op i think i was playing with Fabio's brother, uh, Davide.
1: Davide. Yeah. yeah Davide. Really? Wow. Yep. I don't. Okay. Was the was the third the other one um, also from Trieste? Wasn't it his, their friend? Very uh, likely. I can't remember his name either, but I do. Yeah, I'm. I do remember that. Okay.
2: Anyway, so competition went great Saturday it's like this is amazing I'm in Prague it's also really cold there it was the harshest winter they said in 50 years so we'd so I when I was preparing for the trip I looked up like on the weather it's like how cold is it going to be it's like the same temperature as Seattle it's like near freezing so I'm like well I wear like shorts and flip-flops in Seattle at that temperature so that's that's all I'm going to take and so we, when we get there, it's like,
1: okay, seasonal. now wait a second. So, you, you only have shorts and flip
2: flops with you in, in Prague. I have right? my competition shoes as well. But, yep, that's oh, about that it. That's awesome. And so, we, when we get there, it's like I've never seen winter in a landlocked area before. So, we have the water here in Seattle that keeps everything defrosted, I guess. But there, there's like the sidewalk, then one inch of ice. And then, like, a few inches of snow on top of that. So <laughs> it's a little more extreme, even though it's not that much colder. I remember uh, Pavel, when he saw me, he's like, here. He's like, where are all your, your long, like, long pants and warm clothes? I'm like, I didn't bring any. He's like, the next day, he just had, like, a pile of clothes for me to wear for the rest of the Oh, term. that's he's like, great. So Pavel,
1: Pavel, Pavel had the wardrobe for you,
2: so he yep. gave you his, his goods. I was like, well, I'm fine. It's not that cold. It's just, there's a lot of snow everywhere. It's not that cold. cold. I was
0: there. I remember it was freaking cold the whole time.
2: You're cold in Seattle though, Jake.
0: (laughs) No, but yeah, it was not colder there. It was, I remember bringing a bunch of warm clothes and pretty much wearing every piece of long clothes that I brought every day. There was ice covering everything.
1: Yeah, it was was definitely cold. (laughs) Let's be clear. (laughs) Ryan, Ryan, you're a very unique human being, and you have a, a high tolerance to cold.
2: I will say it's a lot colder when you spend a like extended amount of time outside without going in. That makes it a lot colder. Anyway, so yeah, after semis day, so this is Saturday night. Uh, like everyone is just kind of like leisurely going to the cross club. So the party starts at 11 p.m. So it's like full day of competing and then like you i didn't even clean up because my apartment was like the other direction i like didn't really know how to make my way around prague yet so i was like i'm just gonna follow the crowd and so i'm just like going in my jam clothes and so we go to the party am like following dexter and we're like on the trams and we're like we go there And they actually reserve a really nice upstairs kind of seating area where you can, like, order food and drinks. And all the freestylers are there, and everyone's just having a good time. I'm kind of just, like, hanging out, just, like, chilling, I guess, and talking to people. And I hear Jan Sorensen stand up, and he's starting to make a toast. I'm like, wow, this is weird. And he's like, the whole point of this toast was... Earlier, he had bought me a beer because I don't drink very often, I guess. And, well, it's Frisbeer, and that's the whole point of going for most people. And he's like, I just need to make a toast for Ryan drinking his first beer. And everyone's just, like, (laughs) just kind of going along with it. I'm like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) This is how the night's going to start, I guess. Maybe at the time, I was like, that's the highlight of the night. Jan Sorensen just standing up and just, like, pointing me out that that's it. I can... I can just go to sleep happy tonight.
1: Oh my god, I <laughs> so, I, that is so—that is so great, Ryan. You're, you're this—I'd forgotten a, a lot of this stuff. Uh, actually, I didn't go to the cross club that night, so um, it's good to hear. It this is good for me to to hear this and uh, reacquaint myself <laughs> with the whole the whole experience. So, uh, so okay, so that you think it's ending there, don't you? But no, the story
2: goes yep. on. Yep. I did not, at this point, have an extra strategy. I was just going with the flow. So Jan Sorensen is, he's a, a partier. So I'm kind of, he's like my lifeline at this point, because I think Beast might have gone back. And yeah, all the I didn't even know where the Americans were. And our only, so I was following Jan, and he, he was going to get me home. And Jan was following the checks, and the checks are going to get him home. <laughs> and so that was the plan. And so we go like walk around the club, and it's just going all night. So let's, after maybe like, I think it was five beers later, it's like four o'clock in the morning. And this is the point where things start to go horribly wrong. <laughs> so we've been at the club for, five hours at this point and most of the people have gone home or most of the competitors at least the club is still packed and the club closes at six o'clock in the morning and okay no wait wait o'clock. wait I,
1: I, okay so I gotta back you up just a little bit so when when Jan was giving you that toast at the cross club what time was it it was 11 p.m. it was prior to, like midnight <laughs> yeah it was midnight and so yep. yeah, that's where you just said. Okay, that's going to be the end of the evening. And now you're with Jan, who's following all the checks, and you guys are going off to another another place. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, it's still four o'clock, so I have two hours. I'm like, we have two hours to get out of here. There's still like Pavel around, and there's a Mistick and uh, Mahoney's brother are like for sure there, and we're like, they're all they all know the city. We they can get us home. And so. Two hours go by because Jan is just like partying his mind out. And the club, class, the cross club is starting to close. And we're like, okay, we need to find our Czech contacts and get out of here. Pavel is gone. And the only two Czechs left are Mystic and Mahoney's brother. I think his name is also Jan. And they are not ready to go home yet. They want to go to this after party in downtown that. I have no idea where it is in relation to anything else, where we're staying or anything. So before Dexter left, he gave us instructions of how to get back on this piece of paper, just in case we need to like, make our way back by ourselves. But as we were traveling to this other place, like that piece of paper meant nothing to us at this point. We were just completely in the... Like, we were at the mercy of the, the checks at this point. So, they were not ready to go home. So we take a cab from the cross club to this other nightclub or this other after party that opens at six. So people leaving the cross club can have a place to continue their party on when they close at six o'clock in the morning. So we get in the cab and we go to this other. It's like you go in and then there's like a bar and you walk down these stairs. So it's dark because the sun's gonna come up, but you kind of wanna keep the ambiance going. And this after party, it's packed. And Jan does this thing where he he's a twirler. So he'll like take out his discs that he brought and they're like all glittered up and he'll like twirl them around in on the dance floor. So I was like, oh that's cool. I'm gonna do that too. So I like pull out my disc. This is the orange sky solder that I went dropless with that's I like still had it from because I came straight from the competition. And I'm like doing this on the dance floor with him. And this Czech guy comes up and he seems pretty interested. So I like kind of show him how to do it. And he just like takes the Frisbee and he like goes off and he's like doing his thing. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'll get it back when we leave. And so
1: So wait, so so this guy walks up and takes your disc and you're like, okay, cool. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you wanting to like go home at any point during this or like would you have left if you could have
2: i would have left probably around like twelve thirty if i could okay. so
1: you, you were you were well past your expiration date <laughs> yes. yes okay
2: so yeah so i I remember when we got to the after party i was like jan when are we gonna go home and he's like let's just jam here for like like an hour and then let's leave okay I'm like yes I can do that and so it's like eight o'clock already and, <laughs> and I'm like yeah let's find the checks and get out of here he's like all right I've had enough and so I'm like okay let me go find my disc and so I'm like walking around the like the dance floor and like there's a bar down there as well and there's like some shady area that I walk into I'm like well I probably shouldn't be here and I like walk back out and I'm like oh I can't find it So I go up the stairs to the up there and look outside. It's like there's windows. It's like daytime already. I'm like, oh my goodness, I missed all the night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
1: god, this is just too much.
2: And but luckily there was the guy with the disc hanging out with like a girl and another guy in his party. And I'm like playing at
0: this point or was he just holding it?
2: He was just holding it, just like leaning against the bar. And I'm like, "Oh, can I get my disc back?" And he just says something back to me and check like he doesn't like he's gonna keep it or he doesn't understand. I'm like, "Well, that's <laughs> weird, <laughs> but I really want this disc, and so I'm like, "Wait, how about you throw it to me and I'll do a trick, and I'll show it, so he like throws it to me, and I do a few tricks, and then like as soon as I catch a second one I just run away, <laughs> 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 oh
1: my God,' Because... If- you want that disc? It's yep. Very special, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. So I go down, find Jan, and I'm like, all right, let's... I got my disc. Let's get out of here. And he's like, all right, let's go find the Mystic or the other Jan." And so we, like, walk around the dance floor for about 10 minutes. And we're like, they're not here. And <laughs> we don't know how to get home. <laughs> oh, no. It's like 8 o'clock in the morning. Okay, so we're on the timeline at this point because... The gym opens at 10, I believe, for finals day. And there's only one key to the apartment I'm staying at with Beast, and Beast has the key. So I have to, if I wanna like change, I have to beat Beast back to the apartment before he leaves for the, the gym at 10 o'clock. That's opening at 10 o'clock. So <laughs> we walk out into like this, it's snowing, of course, but it's like a <laughs> beautiful day. <laughs> 10 o'clock or it's like maybe 8 30 in the morning and we're like maybe we can just piece this together because we went on a tour there's like a tour every time you go into Prague. they'll go up to Prague castle and like take us around it's really awesome so we're like we just have to find the tram that we recognize and get on it and get back to dexter's place which is where jan's staying and then from there we'll be good and so we like walk out into the streets and we're like, man, we have no idea where we are. And all these street signs are in check and we don't even know where we're staying. So we can't ask for directions. <laughs> and so, luckily, because Jan's from Europe, his phone works. So we call Dexter and Dexter picks up. And I remember Jan trying to communicate with Dexter for like maybe like a minute. And then Jan's like, hands me the phone he's like i am too drunk you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get the directions from me from dexter and so dexter's like all right what street are you on and i'm like give him where we are and he's like okay walk this direction and get on the nine tram and take it to the stop jan will know and then well you'll be good from there so we're like i'm like all right this is what we're gonna do we're gonna take the nine tram and we're gonna get the dexter's so we get our tram tickets and we like wait for the tram and it comes shows up we get on and we're like all right we made it it's over and we're like riding on the tram and i see the prog castle like come around like we're like going around a turn in the prog castle is like coming up around up above the hill and i'm like i think we're going the wrong direction because dexter's place is not by the prog castle <laughs> and so we have to get off the tram like go around the tracks and like wait for the tram to come the other way and get on that so we get on that make it all the way to Dexter's, that's all smooth. And we get up to Dexter's apartment, and this is where we meet up <laughs> with, Yep. I think, like, you and Jake were at Dexter's. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, totally in distress at this point. I'm like, oh my goodness, I give like the 30 second like, brief of this story to you guys, and I'm like, alright, Dexter, tell me how to get back to the apartment I'm staying at so I can change and hopefully make it there before Beast leaves <laughs> and so he like writes down the instructions on a piece of paper and I like get to the tram and I'm like totally exhausted I'm like still amped up on adrenaline from almost dying but I'm like I, I think I'm gonna make it so I like take the tram get to the apartment and like as I'm walking up to the door like Beast is coming out <laughs> and so I'm like yes I like go up change my clothes and then go straight to the gym for the next day and just like walk right into the gym start jamming and you had not been to sleep,
1: and so you you made it. You 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 accomplished what you wanted to do, is to get back to the apartment before Beast left, so you could get your goods, so you could get to yep. the gym and jam. So I'm going to back up. So we, I was staying, and Jake was staying at Dexter's. Uh, I think Paul Kenny might have been there too. But I remember you walking in the door at like whatever, just before 10 a.m. And uh, like, where where have you been? Like, have you been asleep? And you, and you said no. And the line that was on it said, well, it's been a wild evening, and all I know is at 2 a, two a.m. things went terribly wrong. And then you walked back out the door. <laughs> and we were like, whoa. Because we knew that this was your first experience, like, traveling. And and I was like, okay, that's crazy. We, we're going to need to find out what happened. And there it is. You just told us. Uh, I also remember.
0: I remember that. Uh, Ryan made it to the gym he jammed he filmed the entire event he jammed some more and then he went home Jan walked in the door laid down on the couch and slept for the rest of the day <laughs> uh,
1: that's right that's right yeah you, your you're superhuman powers were were in full view Ryan that was unbelievable unbelievable I think that's a wrap uh I think it's time to go jam now what do you think Jake
0: I'm definitely ready for a jam. This has gotten me extra fired up. As if I wasn't fired up enough already. Thanks for listening to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. To contact us or for more info, check out our website at frisbeeguru.com Dot .com Oh yeah